Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. I lost my headphones. Caught under the mic stand. So, when was the last time? <laughs> when was the last time you rolled down a hill sideways? When was the last time anyone did that? You see, when I was in third grade, there was a big hill near the playground where we had sled down in the winter and rolled down in the summer. Do kids do such things anymore? I've seen kids out riding bikes, of course, but they've all, they're all decked out in helmets and pads. And it's not even like they're building ramps or ghost riding the bikes down hills. Why wear all that crap if you're not going to be taking the risks, that uh, more risks than I did as a kid without pads or a helmet? Of course, I believe that there are some daredevils out there who still find their thrills that way. But it seemed to me that when I was a kid in the 80s, a large portion of kids rolled down the hill sideways at least once. It's like life, you see, when rolling down a hill sideways. First, you roll slowly, trying to maintain control, but soon enough you realize you're not in control of anything. You're just along for the ride. Rocks scrape your arm, the wind gets knocked out of you, and there's nothing you can do but let go and let God, as they say. You take your bumps and scrapes, but soon enough, you come to the bottom of the hill and your momentum stops. You catch your breath and laugh out loud in awe at, the, at your charmed life and sprint back up the hill to do it again. C'est la vie, no? I guess I think that modern kids with their helmets and pads are being denied some very fundamental lessons about life and an even greater amount of joy and fun. I used to sing rolling on the river when rolling down those hills. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. <clears throat> I am your host, the Madman, and uh, I'm off my meds, so I'm trying going to try to stay in the shallow end uh, somewhat today, so don't mind me. Uh, it's the last day of November, so now you're allowed to put up your Christmas lights, you dang early birds. All right, and if you still have your Halloween decorations up, what's wrong with you? Take them down. That's worse than like t leaving your Christmas decorations up till February. Anyway, uh, so the news is that we are probably going to be moving to Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Uh, so we're just moving moving back one day. You know why? Because I'm not the inflexible one. You know, I I am flexible. I am I am not a person who causes problems. I'm not a person who say, "Oh, I have to have that one particular day and that one particular time slot." I'm not the inflexible one. I like throwing shade at somebody who isn't doesn't exist, you know. <laughs> Just I, I want to pretend like there's some drama to it, but it, no, it's a real practical reason. So don't worry about it. So don't worry about it. But we're gonna move to Wednesdays. You're still gonna get us once a week. So quit your whining. What What do you care? It's like, oh, I could only watch it on Tuesdays. It's like, no. It's on yeah, it's on YouTube. It's up there forever. God bless them. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're moving to Wednesdays. Uh, I want to remind you that I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. I would appreciate it very much. If you'd rather send me money through Cash App, use the hashtag shockmonkeyradio. 
and you can send me some cash that way. I would appreciate it very much. You can also email me at madman at fxbgpr.com and so, and if you want to be featured in like the mailbag segment at some point, insult me, say whatever you want. I'll, I'll respond to it. <clears throat> so my niece has a karaoke machine. And so I introduced her to the joys of Weird Al Yankovic and saying Christmas at Ground Zero for her. All the while, she's rolling her eyes at me and giggling. She's also uh, goofing around with the keyboard a lot, uh, picking out notes from songs. She gets uh, she has a real ear for it. Uh, like my sister, her hearing is uh, normal, unlike my faulty ears. And she picked out my niece. My my niece picked out the notes to total of. Uh, total Eclipse of the Heart. The turn around bright eyes. She picked them out on a keyboard. She's so smart and talented, and I love her to pieces. It's like my it's like watching my sister grow up again in a different era. She also wanted to make a magazine, Money's. Memory magazine, she wanted to call it. She stapled some printer paper together, made a cover page, then she made a credits list on the inside front page, naming herself as the CEO, editor in chief photographer and lead writer, etc. She has this little Polaroid type camera and she took a picture of me not smiling, pasted it to the page and wrote a short paragraph about how Uncle Scott never smiles when he's asked to smile for a picture. She's a natural creative. It's amazing to watch. She has so many advantages over so many other children her age. She's never lost inside an iPad or a phone. She's more interested in the natural world. And most importantly, she loves and is interested in people, even people like me. And this trait alone already makes her a better person than I. Even if she does have awful taste in music when it comes to what she sings for karaoke. Anyway, I wish I could have some kids. You ladies out there really should breed with me. My family really makes good baby. I was the only exception. Um, I'm a gamer. Uh, you know, I love playing games, I love board games and role-playing games and all that stuff. I, I'm a gamer, but I've been having a hell of a time finding people who are willing to play Chardy McDennis with me. You know, the game of games. I mean, the only thing I really have in common with the characters of Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the love of alcohol. Now, obviously, I'm talking about the original Charlie McDennis because the electric boogaloo version is just insane. It's frustrating because I really want to play that game. But hell, I'd be hard-pressed to find a few people to fly to L.A. with me and attempt to drink 70 beers on the way and then go free three for five once we got to Los Angeles. Speaking of my love of alcohol... There's an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season six, episode five, Mac and Charlie, White Trash, where Mac has a magic six-pack at the beginning, uh, beginning of the episode. They keep chugging beers, but the six-pack never has less than two beers on the rings. What wizard enchanted that six-pack, and where can I get one? A bottomless six-pack is amazing. First of all, a six-pack is very easy to carry around. But every 15 to 20 minutes, a beer regenerates on the six-pack rings? That is awesome. You'd never want for beer again. Obviously, I know about the magic of film editing. But I recently saw that episode and my imagination ran wild with the ideal of a, of a ma magical six-pack. 
Who wants a ring that turns you invisible when you could have a bottomless six-pack? Wizards always enchant the dumbest things. So impractical. Uh, you ever hear of those uh, horned lizard species that shoot blood out of their eyes? Sure, it's disgusting, but it's still pretty cool. Sometimes I wonder what uh, what it would be like if we, the humans, evolved with this defensive capability. Just to, just imagine being in middle school and kids start bullying you and one of your eyes starts growing red and bulging with blood. It would give everyone fair warning to back off, lest they risk hepatitis or AIDS. <clears throat> Say they didn't make you angry or scared enough to actually shoot blood out of your eye, but your eye remains gorged with blood. Would people call that blue balls in your blood eye? Or perhaps blue eyeballs? No, that doesn't make any sense. Do you think that if you're in middle school and you're thinking of chatting up some pretty girl you're crushing on, your eye would start to bulge up? You couldn't try to mack on your crush with a blood eye, right? You'd need to prove that you have control over yourself. No one wants to go to the dance with you if you squirt blood on them. I don't need to poll every woman in the world to understand that. And what about skydiving? What if you're flying up in the plane, and as soon as that door opens, all the first-timers squirt blood all over the inside of the plane, or perhaps into the air as they start falling towards the earth? Imagine being in the army when this is an aspect of the human condition. They would have to train soldiers to shoot from both eyes, both sides, because the blood eye could also be your aiming eye. Plus, when it comes to hand-to-hand -hand close quarters combat, or close quarters battle, CQB as they say, they would train soldiers on how to use the blood eye to their advantage in those situations. Anyway, it would be part of martial arts training too. <laughs> if your blood eye, you know, teach you how to squirt it better in your martial arts training. Anyway, I'm just in awe of all this insane diversity of life here on planet Earth. And even though we are odd biological creatures in our own right, it could always be more weird, like blood eyes or marsupials. Could you imagine women having a pouch on their stomach? Imagine the perverse things you could find on Pornhub in a reality where women have pouches. You go crazy for feet and shit too, you know? Short one today. So uh, YouTube removed the dislike count and they claimed it had something to do with keeping smaller creators from being offended or something. But we all know it's because the mainstream media and the Biden Harris videos get ratioed hard with their videos. These liberal tech companies just cannot accept that most people are not on board with their woke nonsense narratives. The dislike button has been working perfectly up until this point, And that is why they don't want people to know. As a smaller creator at YouTube, I am more offended by all the videos that have more views and likes than my videos. What offends me is that when you search news or Waukesha or Rittenhouse, you will not find my videos. You will be returned results from legacy media such as CNN, MSNBC, and even Fox News long before you ever find my videos. It is what we smaller creators call shadow banning. 
where smaller creators are deranked in search results because YouTube doesn't want any more Tim Pools or Steven Crowders for some reason, which is silly because there could be another Joe Rogan out there that could make YouTube some serious money. But the issue is not that they are concerned about the smaller creators, but rather they're uh, protecting larger creators from being beaten out by smaller creators, which is immoral and evil in my opinion. So go ahead and dislike my videos if you like. I don't care. I would prefer that you use the like button. I would prefer that you comment on it. I would prefer you share my videos with your friends because the big players are trying to muscle out the smaller creators and YouTube is catering to them, which is undemocratic, immoral, and evil. All right. <clears throat> like I said, it's going to be a short one today. Swimming here in the shallow end. I don't want to get too angry. I don't want to get too amped up. So we're going to get into the news worth knowing. And so uh, to start off, I want to talk about I want to talk about the things that aren't in the news worth knowing today. Uh, you're not going to hear me comment upon the Ahmed Arbery trial verdict because I, I really don't have the energy to rant about that because it's a very complicated issue. It really is. Uh, you're not going to hear me talk about, uh, what's her name, but, uh, uh, Ilhan Omar and what's her name, the other, the Republican chick who made a joke about her, Bowden, Biden, Bowden, Bobear, them, them, them talking to each other and hanging up on the phone, being catty bitches. You know, you're reporting on gossip. You're reporting on congressional gossip, Matt Walsh. Ben Shapiro. It's gossip. Why? Why are you talking about this like it matters in the least? It's ridiculous stuff. It's filler. It's news filler. Anyway, you're not going to hear about that on this show. <laughs> you're not going to hear about Jesse Smollett because what do I care? He's rich. I guess he's rich enough to... Not worry about it. Not need to worry about it. I think it's ridiculous how he's being treated. How is he? Why do you think it's ridiculous how he's being treated? Three years. Three years of what? He should have been thrown in jail two years ago. Oh, <laughs> three years. Yeah. He gets his day in court. Yeah, but but Kyle Rittenhouse had to be in jail for eighty-seven days during the trial. Yeah. Three years before the trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a sick world. Sick world we live in. So I don't want to talk about any of that. I don't want to get my blood pumping, get all worked up. So I'm going to talk about something really shallow, like Pelosi's pledge that this was her last term as Speaker of the House looms amid a wave of Democratic uh, retirements. <clears throat> so 18 House Democrats are taking a hike come January 2023, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's spot uh, up top may be available for another Democrat if the party holds on to the razor-thin major major majority. Not likely. Uh, Pelosi from California has yet to officially announce her decision for 2022 and beyond. Last year, last year she implicitly reaffirmed a 2018 promise that her current term would be the last one to serve, uh, one she would serve as Speaker of the House. Pelosi's office did not respond to Fox. No, no kidding, they didn't respond to Fox News. <laughs> uh, the speaker said 2018 that she would limit herself to two terms or four years as the top lawmaker in the House. Uh, more recently, Pelosi has dodged questions about whether he, she will run for re-election. 
If Pelosi decides not to run in next year's election, she'll join a long list of Democrats who are uh, bowing out ahead of what's projected to be a tough midterm election for their party. Ugh. Representative Thomas Sozi, Sweezy, forgive me, from New York, this week became the 18th House Democrat to say he would not run for re-election in 2022. He is running for governor of New York instead. Okay. Is that a better job? I don't know. <laughs> uh, his, th- his move will likely embolden Republicans hoping to flip his congressional district from blue to red in next year's midterm elections where the GOP oh. excuse me, needs, to, needs a net gain of just five seats to regain the chamber's majority. Uh, the congressman in the National Republican Com- Congressional Committee list of the most vulnerable Democrats heading into the midterms. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I use Fox News for my sources most of the time. And I, ju- I just think it's funny that Fox News would write an article knowing that this woman is a liar and say, hey, we're, we're going to call her office. It's like, hey, were you lying about that? <laughs> like, they don't know the answer. <laughs> you know, like I said, it's filler. It's a slow news day. All right. <laughs> it's filler. It's nonsense. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of more nonsense and catty bitches. <laughs> so Rand Paul torches Fauci for claiming to represent science. Quote, he's all, he's the all-powerful Oz. So uh, Kentucky Senator Ron Paul, Rand Paul, excuse me, sounded off on Dr. Anthony Fauci on Tuesday after he claimed, I quote, I represent science in a recent interview. In an appearance on Fox and Friends, Rand noted that he uh, his claim is very dangerous because he believes Fauci is suggesting uh, any attacks on himself are, in fact, attacks on science. <laughs> so here's what Senator Paul said. Uh, it's, it's sort of a way of ending all debate because if you attack him or have any debate over his edicts or his mandates, you're attacking science. But this is a very, very dangerous sort of idea. The idea that a government bureaucrat represents science and that he is now untouchable, that is sort of uh, like you are now contradicting that all the all high priest of science, if you say anything. But there are real questions and there are real areas of science that he's never really debated because he deflects. And the thing is, there's never been a debate because he's an all-powerful scientist. You're not to question him, just do as you're told. Dr. Fauci says he is the all-powerful Oz and we shouldn't question him. And that's a real problem in a free country. It's an end of quote. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, this is basically my reaction when Fauci said, you know, I am the science. You know, you're not the science. Science is objective. <laughs> you are not. You know, when you're sitting up there talking about January 6th, you're blatantly a political actor. Blatantly. You know, it, at least Rand Paul can get elected out of office. People have been keeping you on just because it's a pain in the ass to fill out the paperwork to change somebody. You're somebody who, uh, you know, has been sucking on the government teat for way too long. And you've been, you know, we can't elect you out of office. That is a problem in the government, especially if you're wielding the kind of power that's going to make Biden tell us we got to lock down again or some other nonsense. You know, and just because somebody is a doctor, you don't have to be a doctor to criticize them. You don't have to be a doctor to disagree with them. Okay? If a doctor comes to me and says, you need to quit smoking and quit drinking, I say, I disagree with you. And that's 
That's my right. That's my right. Okay? And I'm I'm just sick and tired of these people who think that, you know, just because he's a doctor that, you know, and they take a Hippocratic oath that they really have uh, everyone else's best interests at heart. Dr. Fauci cares about Dr. Fauci. That's all there is to it. And that's the whole point of this statement that he made, uh, made saying, I am the science. It's that his ego is wrapped up in science. He thinks that he is science. Science is not, it's, a, it's not a person. It's not a God. Science is reliable, but I, I consult God too. You know, scientists, doctors make mistakes all the time, all the time. I know it's not the 70s anymore, but, you know, they can get a hold of some weed. They can get a hold of some alcohol and be a dipshit. You know, these old, old scientists like Galileo and stuff eating mercury and shit. They're all so brilliant. You could be, you could not have a high school degree and disagree with Dr. Fauci. That does not invalidate your opinion because you don't have a doctorate. Spitting all over my laptop. All right. So, uh, yeah, any day now. Uh, Putin warns NATO not to deploy troops or weapons to Ukraine. <coughs> Okie dokie. So, Russian President Vladimir Putin on Tuesday sternly warned NATO against deploying its troops and weapons to Ukraine, saying it represents a red line for Russia and would trigger a strong response. Uh, commenting on Western concerns about uh, Russia's alleged intention to invade Ukraine, he said that Moscow is equally wor worried about NATO drills near its borders. <laughs> uh, speaking to participants of an online investment forum, the Russian president said that NATO's eastward expansion has threatened Moscow's core security interests. He expressed concern that NATO could eventually uh, use the Ukrainian territory to deploy missiles, missiles capable of reaching Russia's command centers in just five minutes. Uh, quote, the emergence of such threats represents a red line for us, Putin said. I hope that common sense and responsibility for our own countries and the global community will eventually prevail. <laughs> Placating them. Uh, he added that Moscow has been forced to counter uh, the growing threats uh, by developing new hypersonic weapons. It's hypersonics, really? Anyway, uh, quote, what should we do, Putin said. We need to develop something similar to target those who threaten us, and we could do that even now. He said that a new hypersonic missile is set to enter service with the Russian Navy early next year and would be capable of reaching targets in a comparable time. Quote, it'll also need just five minutes to reach those who issued the orders. Putin said, the Zircon uh, hypersonic cruise missile, capable of flying nine times the speed of sound to, uh, to a range of 620 miles, burning that fuel quickly, has undergone a series of tests most recently on Monday. Uh, Ukrainian and Western officials have expressed worries this month that the Russian military buildup near Ukraine could signal plans for the Moscow to invade. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, you know, that's basically the gist of this article. That's like most of it. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, any day now. Russia's going to try to take that over. And I think that, I think they're waiting on China to take, what is it, Taiwan? They're waiting for, I think, something like that to happen. That's, I think that's the move they're waiting on. What I think is funny is that Putin actually care, uh, went out of his way to talk to NATO. Like, he thinks that they matter. <laughs> 
I, uh, uh, I'm an American. I don't think NATO matters. I'm an American. I don't think the UN matters. You know, I think that that's, uh, that's kind of the point, uh, about NATO and, uh, the UN is that, you know, at, at, at the core, we're all just a bunch of nations with our own interests. And it's like, you know, it's like, uh, tears for fear said, you know, everybody wants to rule the world, you know? And so I think that the idea of creating something like the UN or, or uh, NATO is a little bit better than the UN because at least NATO is a bunch of Western nations who believe who used to believe in Western concepts like the Enlightenment and proper religions and so forth. And uh, but uh, I, I think it's interesting that Putin would 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 even bother to address NATO or the UN. Because the idea of U the UN and stuff like that is like where people have, you know, uh, vetoes, <laughs> veto authority is like, no, nah, none of the nations are going to get along. None of the nations are agree to anything. What a waste of time and money. All right. I was playing, uh, I was playing civiliz civilization three the other day and, uh, uh, I decided not to build a United Nations. Somebody else did and then won the game. And I'm just like. You can't win a game of civilization just by building the United Nations. That's a that's a that's a stupid victory condition. Okay, the world goes on after the the Nerf United Nations gets created. All right, now we got three more stories. And I'm going to slowly ramp it up into uh, happier things because I really don't want to dive too deep on anything. Bradley Cooper reveals he was held at knife point while picking up daughter at school. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is opening up about a terrifying experience he endured while out and about in New York City a couple years ago. The A Star is Born actor recently joined actor Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast and revealed he was once held at knife point in October of 2019. He was on his way to pick up his daughter Leah, who is now four, at school. Who is now four? She was in sc school at two? Daycare, maybe? Okay. Uh, quote, I used to walk around New York City all the time with headphones on. This was pre-pandemic. I was on the subway at 1145 to pick up Leah downtown at Russian school and got held up at knife point, Bradley Cooper said. The actor called it pretty insane and said that he had gotten away, uh, gotten way, way too comfortable in the city before the incident. My guard was down. He stressed. You don't say. <laughs> Cooper said he was attempting to be incognito as he was also wearing sunglasses and a hat in addition to having uh, headphones on, headphones in, when he felt somebody coming up to the end of the subway car and he where he habitually would stand. And thought, oh, they want to take a photo or something. He detailed. <laughs> I thought you were incognito, dude. <clears throat> Quote, I'm up against the post and it's like the French connection or some shit. And then I turned, I looked down, I see a knife. He continued, adding that it appeared that the suspect's knife was about two and a half inches long with a wooden handle. I remember thinking, oh, it's, that's a nice knife. <laughs> Where's your knife? Um. Quote, I have my headphones on the whole time, so I can't hear anything. I'm just listening to music. So it's scored. The whole thing is scored, he said. What a Hollywood D-bag. Uh, I, I see the person's eyes, he went on to say. 
and I'm taken about how I'm taken by how young they are. Uh, and, uh, and then he he just started running. Uh, I jumped over the turnstile. Ooh, Giuliani was in power. He jumped over the turnstile, hid around the white tiled foyer entrance into the subway. It took my uh, phone out. He jumped over, running away, and I took a photo of him. Then I chased him up the stairs, and he started running up 7th Avenue. I took two more photographs of him to start adding. Golly. Uh, I ran down two police officers in an SUV, showed them the photograph. <laughs> what did they say? Like, I got to keep reading. And I'm like talking to them. The guy kept saying it was so interesting. He was like, are you stabbed? <laughs> what do you expect of us? Why are you talking to us? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. And he goes, well, no. Check to see if you're stabbed, he added, before I actually have to get out of my car. <laughs> I bet, he said. That's not a quote. Uh, fortunately, Cooper was okay. Duh. What happens is people get stabbed and they're in shock. Yeah, sometimes you don't notice. Uh, I don't feel it because knives can be sharp. It was a nice knife. Uh, I looked to see if, if he was right. It was crazy, he concluded. Cooper, 46, and Shake, 35, welcomed their daughter, Lida Sen, in March of 2017. So, yeah, she was, too, at that Russian school. I guess she's learning Russian. Yeah. Uh, the, doesn't surprise me. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood communist. The couple called it quits in 2019. Around the same time, the actor made headlines for his performance in The Star is Born alongside Lady Gaga. However, Shake and Cooper reportedly split due to how much time they were spending apart. They were totally living separate lives. I don't care about this gossip. Uh, okay, so um, here's the thing. What the hell are you doing on a subway, Bradley Cooper, in New York City? He's limitless. Give him a break. I don't care. I don't care if you're limitless. I don't care. I don't care if you're Bradley fucking Cooper. What are you doing in a subway in New York City? I don't care if you're Joe Blow. I don't care if you're the ugliest person alive. What are you doing on a subway in New York City? You think anyone's going to commit a crime on you and get prosecuted? Posthum uh, while you just lie in your grave? Posthumously doesn't apply, so I almost said that. All right. Two more stories, then we're going to end this short show. Try to end up on more positive, upbeat notes. Um, so, missing Florida teen uh, found after picked up. Wow. Missing Florida teen found after picked up by a man from video game. Tearful call to mother. <clears throat> There's. It reminds me of that. Always uh, not, um, arrested development meme. Meme. There's got to be a better way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, a missing South Florida teen located in North Carolina has been safely reunited with family, police say. Jamie en Enriquez, 15, left her home in North Miami Beach Saturday morning with someone she met while playing Free Fire Max, police said. Authorities said they don't know the name of the person who picked up the teen, but she took her bag, uh, she took her book bag and cell phone with her. The old... This older gentleman, quote, this is a quote, this older gentleman, and I really use that word lightly, came to North Miami Beach and picked up this young girl, North Mi Miami Beach Police Chief Richard Rand said. 
This is a stark reminder during this holiday season that we have to be very mindful of what our children are doing on the internet. Around 10 p.m. Saturday, her mother, uh, she called her mother weeping that she was hungry and far from home. She then hung up. Detectives were able to ping the call to North Carolina, police said. The alert did not identify the area in North Carolina where the phone was pinged. The engineer in me is like wondering how the hell that's possible. But uh, <laughs> uh, at least you can get it to the tower, right? Did you get to the ping to the tower? Anyway, uh, we went to get gas and he was with his friend, brother and sister-in-law. Enriquez said, we were there a while and then left. I called my mom to tell her uh, that I was okay. And the next day I called her again to send her the address to where I was. Uh, quote, I'm happy that she's back home and grateful to God too. The victim's mother, Anna Quintanilla. Quintanilla. That's a good one. I like that one. Quintanilla told WSVN. She started crying and saw me and we hugged. I know she regrets it. Obviously, English is a second language. Uh, Enriquez now suggests that these, that those her age think, that those her age think about what they're doing and not leave home with someone they met online. No additional details have been made available, including if any arrests have or will be made. Will be made. You know, um, I know it's hard for, you know, teenagers in this day and age, all the technology at your fingertips. Because when I was growing up, when I was a teenager, we had things called AOL chat rooms. And there was always like uh, some dude in there. Any girls want a cyber? Any girls want a cyber? And even, even back then, though, even back then, I knew that there were pedophiles <laughs> lurking in those chat rooms saying stuff like any girls want a cyber. And also, dudes pretending to be girls to say, I want to cyber with somebody. <laughs> I don't care if I have to play the girl part in, in my imagination. So, yes. Yes, you have to be careful with teens and the contact of, that they have with people on the Internet. Because chat rooms are now just like a uh, byproduct you know, a secondary thing in online video games these days. And if you played any online video games these days from World of Warcraft to Champions Online or Four Kings Casinos and Casino and Slots, which I play a lot, a chat room is just like a built-in kind of default feature. And you can, you know, meet people and talk to people, have conversations with people. And, you know, <laughs> you got to be careful. And if you're a parent of like some teenager, you know, if I was a father, my kid would not have a smart device until he was 18, straight up. And I don't care how many times I had to fight him between 15 and 18, <laughs> how many fist fights we get into. It's just better for you to stay away from that stuff. The way that AOL chat rooms for me were a waste of my time and energy. Okay, at least when you're playing a video game, you could play the video game and ignore the chat, you know, <laughs> anyway, got one more story to do and then we're out of here. Um, Afghan woman's soccer team escapes Taliban control thanks to some powerful teammates. 
it was a big win, quote unquote, for the Afghan women's youth development soccer team. The girls, many in their teens, plus coaches and family, 130 in all, arrived recently at a London area airport. Does that mean not Heathrow? (laughs) The girls are happy and grateful after their lives have been threatened by Afghanistan's new harsh Taliban rulers who oppose many freedoms and rights for women, especially in sports. Uh, Former Afghan woman soccer captain Kadia Papal Paul, yeah, was a key player in getting the girls and others out. Uh, quote, some of their family members were killed or taken by the uh, Taliban, Paul said. So the danger and distress was very high, and that's uh, why it was very important to move very fast to get them outside of Afghanistan. But with the departure of U.S. troops, getting them out was not too easy. It was not easy. They were brought from the western city of Herat, they hid out in a dangerous, uh, in dangerous Kabul and were smuggled across the border, border to Pakistan. Literally, literally beaten all the way. All this needed a lot of coordination, courtesy of Rocket, R-O-K, lowercase I-T, Foundation, head Sue Ann Marie Gill, and a lot of funding. Quote, we had a position where we could do something about it. Rocket uh, Group CEO Jonathan Kendrick told Fox News. We rolled the dice, didn't really think about the full consequences of it, just got it done, and that's what we did. Ooh, raw. But they weren't safe yet. As they waited for a hotel in Lahore, Pakistan, their, their temporary visas were running out. They're at risk of being sent back to Afghanistan and the horrors of the Taliban. That's when a high-profile rabbi, Moshe Margaretin from New York and his Zedek Association Active and Social Causes came up with a plan. Forgive me for mispronouncing anything. Uh, quote, I realize what's going on there, how horrible the situation is, Margaretin said, and I know that my parents and grandparents are Holocaust survivors, and even though we went through a similar situation, I felt like it was go- I was not going to sit idle and do what- and do whatever I can to save those lives. Paying for the plane, an unlikely partner for the rabbi on some missions, Kim Kardashian West and her clothing line. She tweeted that her shapewear company, uh, quote, and I are so grateful to be able to help bring some of these amazing, amazing, courageous women and their families to their new home. With UK officials sorting out visas and a lot of paperwork, and with their COVID-19 quarantine behind them, the girls and the families will are set to start a new life in England. The British lead soccer team is even offering to get the girls back on the field, offering to sponsor them as they hope to score a big victory over the Taliban. I think they just saw them practicing and was like, we got to get some of these girls out here. You know how good you got to be in Afghanistan to make the soccer team? You know, the kind of cardio you have to have to run away from rapists all day long. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. You know, it's a sad truth of what the Taliban is. You know, you could talk, you could sit there all day criticizing me, disliking my video. I'm not going to look at the numbers anyway. You could dislike my video. You can call me a sexist, but I am not a sexist the way the Taliban is a sexist. Are sexists. All right. And it's unfortunate what happened in Afghanistan. And I can't change what happened with the Biden administration and the pullout there and the hot mess 
that's going on in Afghanistan now, and a lot of people aren't talking about it. But you got to take, you got to take the little victories when you can. And this is a little victory because I feel nothing but pity for any woman living in Afghanistan right now. And I'm glad that you know these women got to a somewhat better country like uh, 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 England. You know, but you know England's becoming overrun with Muslims. Because they are so compassionate. Because of the compassion of, like, taking in refugees and stuff like that. <clears throat> That's why the, our border issues. I don't want to get into <laughs> too deep into this. But obviously, I'm a little keyed up, a little buzzed. <laughs> but the point is, you got you to gotta live with these little victories. And, you know, you must have amazing cardio when running from rapists and <laughs> murderers as a woman. And here's something about Kim Kardashian West. Um, being a celebrity like like that, it's it's kind of its own superpower, you know. And I couldn't care less about Kim Kardashian West and what she does. I could think think of her as a useless person, and she doesn't matter in the whole grand scheme of things. But I tell you what, she does matter to these women because she had a part to play in this. And when you have celebrity, when you have fame, when you have money, you know, there are way way more things that you can do to help out your fellow man than just some broke guy on uh, on the internet ranting into YouTube. You know? I would like to be able to be rich enough. I would love to have a million subscribers and have enough money to say, hey, I can help somebody else and be in that kind of situation. I'm not saying you have to, but if you wanted to, you can go over to patreon.com slash radio and become a patron for my channel. You know, I'll try to do, I'll try to be the best steward. I'll try uh, with your money. I'll try not to drink it all away, but it, it really depends on how much you give. It really does. <laughs> if, if it, you know, it rank, if it ranks above like how much I drink in a week, you know, then, then we're getting into the cream. All right. Then we're getting into the cream, you know, where I can do good things with it. I would appreciate that. If you can't send me money by going through patreon.com. Uh, slash shock monkey radio and become a patron. You can always send me money through the cash app. Use the cash tag shock monkey radio and send me a note. If you like, you can email me. You can send me a note with a cash tag with cash attached to it. If you want, or you could just email me normal at madman fxbgpr.com. So I want to remind you again that we're moving to Wednesday nights starting next week. So I get a whole extra day to come, kind of come up with some bullshit to talk to you about and, uh, and try to find some, you know, purpose and meaning to the world <laughs> again give me another week to try and uh so i appreciate you paying attention this long because you know i you know i bore the shit out of me as it is so uh yeah this has been shock monkey radio i've been your host the madman and i love you <laughs>